Welcome to Watch What Crappens. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today on this podcast where we just love to talk about Bravo, it's the one and only Ronnie Karam. What's going on? How are you? Hi, how are you? Do I look a little dark? To- I look like I'm in the dark today. What's you look? That? You are a little darker than usual. This is Crappens on Demand, everyone. Uh, and if you're not really? familiar with this, uh, Crappens on Demand is basically we turn on our webcams. And we are not stripping. Sorry, it's not OnlyFans, but we are podcasting. So if you want to watch us podcast, usually Bueller climbs up on the sofa behind Ronnie and he cuddles up. So like, if you just also just want to watch a really cute dog, you can watch it. But uh, go to patreon.com slash watch for that. And today we're going to be talking Vanderpump Rules, which is exciting. But of course, in case you missed the big announcement earlier this week, we are going back <laughs> on tour. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, you get your light going on there? You, yeah, that's good, Ronnie. Yeah. So we're going back right? on Yeah, it looks good. We're going back on tour. Uh the tickets go on sale for every venue on Friday at 10 a.m. We're going to 21 cities. Okay. We're not gonna re- we're not releasing the cities drips and drabs. It's those the 21s you see are the 21 you get. We're not gonna be annoying you with like announcement after announcement after announcement. There's also a million cities, so we're also gonna just just go to the website, watchercrappens.com. You will see all the uh, all the cities. Some of the venues actually are doing um, their own pre-sales. So if you're on their newsletters and stuff, you can probably actually get a ticket right now. But the tickets go on sale to everyone at 10 a.m. on Friday, which is super cool. And it's going to be so fun. And of course, our very first show back is going to be in New York City. And it's our 10-year anniversary show. And it's also the Golden Crappies. So that show at Town Hall is going to be huge. And it's also going to be very special to us. So we really hope that people come to all the shows and especially that one because that one has a huge amount of sentimental value to us. So that's the Hunky Dory Tour. And the other thing I want to say before we dive into all this is that we have a really fun episode coming out on Friday, a little different. We are doing an episode with Miss Annalie Ashford, who you can currently see on um, American Crime Story Impeachment. She plays Paula Jones and also on Be Positive on CBS. She also won a Tony, which I'm like really obsessed with because I feel like it's so cool that she won a Tony. Um, so we are just talking Bravo, a lot of like Salt Lake City and stuff. So uh, that's going to be a fun little uh, little episode on Friday for us all to listen to. Ronnie, yeah. do you have anything else to add to that? I feel like... A, I sure feel like, don't. I spent no. that time getting my lights together. I saw. I felt like this was a perfect vamping opportunity for me. I was like, Ronnie's fixing his AV a little bit. I can talk about what's going on that's cool in the podcast. I'm standing today at the standing desk, so I feel energized. Just a great day, okay? It's a great okay. day to podcast. What? Well, it's a day of Vanderpump rules. Yes. Vanderpumpian rules. Uh, there was some gossip, Ronnie, today about Lisa Vanderpump. Actually, it's funny because beforehand you were razzing me a little bit because I <laughs> seem to be oblivious to Bravo gossip, you know, sometimes. And uh, I did read this. Did you read this, Ronnie? Today's v- Vanderpump gossip? I sure did. That's what I was want... telling you about, silly. No, I thought you were talking about a different piece of gossip. <laughs> 
Okay. Wait, you tell well, your you gossip, go. and then I'll tell no, my gossip. No, you tell your gossip. I'm sure it's the same gossip. Like, what else could there is. be? <laughs> I mean, yesterday I went on Twitter, and I'm laying in bed, and I almost pooped because I saw that Real Housewives of New York was trending. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't let it can- get, be canceled. Because, you know, a lot of times yeah. when things are trending on Twitter, it's because people are dead. You know? Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> it's like, can I have some good news? Why isn't, like, you know, sale on, you know, breadsticks? Why isn't that trending on Twitter? It's always like <laughs> somebody's dead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag so, sale on breadsticks. Make a trend, people. Yeah. So I got scared and um, looked at it. And there's all this gossip because Dave Quinn, who it writes for People Magazine. Okay, everybody. We know Dave Quinn. We met him at Leanne Falcon's wedding. Okay. okay. Um, he came out with his book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, which is out now. It just came out yeah. yesterday. So the book came out yesterday. And, of course, everybody started flipping through those pages to see what shit they could stir in the world. And um, good stuff came out. Real Housewives of New York was trending because Ramona and Carol gave interviews for this book saying that Bethany set up the whole Tom thing. But it's about Tom. And that uh, she had a friend who's like, listen, whenever you see Tom at the Regency, let me know. So she had a friend call her, and then she, Bethany sent somebody down there to take pictures of Tom. Wow. Making out with this. With not this surprising. That's still, uh, still worth a wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. Yeah, not surprising. But then it makes it so much worse because Bethany was the one who broke her the news, and she was sobbing in bed. And right. Ramona's like, yeah, notice that, of course, she's sobbing in bed, but conveniently has a bottle of Skinny Girl to drink because she's so stressed. Like, she's <laughs> just so – it's just so dark. It's like, let me ruin Luann's life while plugging my drink and yes. then, you know, um, everything else. And then the other piece was Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, producers say that Lisa Vanderpump was the one who leaked – Oh, I didn't realize I came from Dave's book. I thought that was just so that was what it was. That's what I saw. That a producer said that um Vanderpump I read I read a thing. Of course it's from Dave's book. It was literally like prose. And um what I read was that Vanderpump had wanted to make Teddy feel bad or something and basically when she felt like she could no longer control the narrative, that's when she leaked it and that she wanted everyone to sit down and like was it to apologize to her or be like, we understand or we mis- misunderstood you or something? And the producers were like, we can't do that for you. And so um, so then Lisa leaked the story. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk We'll talk more in depth about it on the Beverly Hills recap tomorrow because I think Beverly Hills people will want to talk about it. But yeah, yeah it's been a w- unmasking type of day. And, and you know what? There's some Ooh. Vanderpump Rules gossip too, just to throw in there. Just stupid gossip. That's already it. Already has traveled its arc, and uh, basically, um, Lala and Rand broke up, and basically, yep. Lala and Rand did not break up. So yeah. uh, they're they're apparently back together at home, and people are suspecting that's because Lala wanted to drive interest in her book. Um, I think anyone who is interested in Lala gossip is not someone who is inherently interested in 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 reading her reading. Reading. reading, reading, just reading. I don't think that reading like books. huge Lala stands who would be the kind of person to buy a book would buy a book. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that like Lala stands are like, oh my god, did you see what happened with Lala? Wait, hold on one second. My Joyce Carol Oates book just arrived. One second, you know. Yeah, I don't think also, there's a correlation Lala's there. life isn't interesting. You're some girl from Utah. No offense to Utah. I'm just saying, like, you're some girl from someplace. We've seen the interesting parts of your life. Okay, and we've seen you the interesting from... parts of Utah. Yeah, we <laughs> went from hostessing at some restaurant to doing the Range Rover thing and being in movies with Bruce Willis. 
Okay, that's that yeah. is your story. We've seen it, and it was free. Yeah, it was, it was free. Well, it's the price of cable, except for some of you who would just rather go online. But even then, still, you need a VPN. So mm-hmm. we paid a little already. That's all you're getting from us, ma'am. You Don't. can try all your painting on the wall fonts to sell your book that you want, but nobody cares about you and Rand's relationship enough to buy a book about it. No, that's or, or really even to care, even if it was uh, a true thing that happened. So on that note. Guys, let's get into some Vanderpump rules. We got some nice gossip out of the way there. That was fun. Um, Of course, I'm not even... I have to scroll through all my notes here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, Basically, this episode starts off back in Rochella. Oh, so it starts off in Rochella, and we're we're back with, like, James and Raquel, um, like, proposing and everything. At the end of last episode... I know I got mad. I don't know if you got mad. I don't remember because I was like, I can't believe Tom Sandoval just told everyone and like didn't let James have his moment. But apparently that was actually like James had requested that Tom do that because and then we see that when they come out of like this proposal thing, they all have like their little sort of like confetti guns and everything and they shoot them off. So, you know, I may have prejudged that situation. I'm sorry to everyone involved. Yeah, I wasn't mad at that. I mean, look, you spend 15 grand or whatever, 13 and a half. 12 and a half grand. God, look at my math. <laughs> my math is yeah. terrible. That's why I'm a podcaster. Okay. I don't do math. But um, 12 and a half grand for somebody, you can announce whatever the fuck you want. Okay. Yeah. You can tell whatever secrets he wants. So, yeah. So they're celebrating also, and there's a lot of woos. Also, by the way, don't spend 12 and a half grand for your friend's engagement. You know what it's called? It's called go to Carvel and get Fudgy the Whale and be like, congratulations. Here's an ice cream cake. Let's all eat. Done. It's called you're on a television show. Call up vendors and say you're going to be on a television show and give me shit for free. Do I have you work with Lisa Vanderpump? She's a queen at this, you know. Kyle Richards, all the you need to hook up with all the people who know how to get some free shit from being on TV. Thomas, okay. It's called put up a green screen and like connect it to your Max, you know, screensaver. Fireworks, you're done. You don't have to spend twenty five thousand dollars on this, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so Tom, yeah, announced it's, you know, they just proposed, and then James brings them out, and Raquel's just so happy. She's like, I'm surrounded by friends. I have a festival named after me. I'm going to be the future Mrs. James Kennedy. (laughs) I I wonder who's going to be the first one to break it to Raquel that there's not an actual music festival named after her. <laughs> I think she thinks that like Coachella actually just rebranded its entire thing. Like it's all, it's now called Rochella R- now, you know, she's already got the main event <laughs> DJing in her living room every day. <laughs> yeah. So James is like, I will never forget what Tom Sandoval did for me. He's the best friend to me. I know, I know I'm in here Schwartz, but come on, he's my best friend. <laughs> so he's all excited and giddy. And Raquel calls her mom, and she's like, Mom, the box said Tiffany. It's from (laughs) Tiffany because the box said it. (laughs) Girl, that box is lying. And, of course, he went and got a fake-ass Tiffany box to give her that ring. It was probably a box set of, of like, (laughs) Tiffany Pollard from I Love New York. (laughs) She likes her greatest hits or something. Oh, my God, Tiffany. It was in uh, a CD case from (laughs) Tiffany. (laughs) It was actually just... Tiffany's album from 1988. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, so anyway, yeah. So she's like, Tiffany is where all the princesses get their jewelry. I'm like, I kind of feel like t- like princesses just get their jewelry from like, <laughs> I don't know, like raiding other countries or something. So also, uh, we don't really know how it's worked out for princesses. I mean, if you ever go to Into the Woods, leave after the first act, Raquel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
your Ooh, life Raquel is going to shatter. <laughs> Devastated. And then we get that we get that <laughs> clip of James's mom being like, "Was I such a shitty mother? You took your first steps inside the fucking Tiffany's." <laughs> well, it's my favorite breakfast place. So then Ariana's like, Ariana's like talking to Tom, or she's she's like, "I've cried like five times. I'm very serious about crying. I've moved on from comedy, and I'm into." cry acting and i'm very serious about it and when we pulled in and we saw that we're coming to the grounds i'm like we're on the coachella grounds like there are so many memories attached to this like like one time i sat on tom's shoulders and we're in a crowd i mean like i will remember that shoulder ride for the rest of my life see the crying i'm very serious about it very serious she really did love that shoulder ride and the way she's complimenting him because you know tom really needs like the compliments right so he's just like taking it seriously like he's being he's on the actor studio where that dude james (laughs) lipton is like do you remember working first with Laurence olivier and he's like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." he's like really serious about it she's like yeah the fireworks yeah yeah and so then he has his moment to talk about it and she's like you you this has you written all over and i mean listen to the balloons even the balloons sound like you someone's just like letting air out (laughs) and tom's like i really wanted to do fuck you katie (laughs) it's just tom playing the trumpet (laughs) badly so tom's like uh i wanted to do something so special you know like it was really important to me to recreate something amazing and ariana's like tom you do this all the time you know you're always making things special for me it's like the time we went to disney world and you let me ride on your shoulders there too god i love riding on shoulders it's so fun so she's like well i mean if he asked me to marry him like this i mean maybe i would say yes please don't like i love you too i'm not saying don't get married get married do it off camera okay well she said that she said as long as no one else is there Okay. Well, the engagement part, right? But yeah. I just mean like once you're engaged and you do the TV wedding and stuff, okay? Yeah, Tom's like, dude, the real problem is that like, you know, Ariana said she's totally fine with me proposing to her, but she just wants to be on my shoulders when it happens. So when you're trying to take a knee and someone's on your shoulders and you're trying to propose up to your head, it just doesn't work out, dude. I can't do it, dude. So we know it's like a super happy event because they've got the most positive Trixie Monocle song playing ever. Yeah. And I really can't get her diction today. I was trying for yeah. all of her songs because they had a lot of new ones that weren't all just like two word songs. Like mm-hmm. Trixie really does well with two word songs. Like, yeah. love you, love you. Or like, on late, on late, <laughs> on late today. Like she'll Little add in a third, from her life. A third yeah. word for the bridge or something. But there, there's a lot of words. There's this song that's like, I know that you're worth it. Give up, you're worth it. Giving up when you're worth it. Looking at you in the sunshine. It's like, there's too many lyrics. I'm watching Vanderpump Rules. I need two or three words. That's it. Well, you know, the thing is that she, you know, Ariana Grande actually has had a very large impact on the music industry. And so she's like, all right, Paul, I see what works. Ariana Grande. Okay. She only, she only articulates every 10th syllable. So here's what we're going to do now. Okay. Okay, just release that. Release that to Van- send it to Vanderpump Rules, okay? Just send it. She's, send in it the, she's in the sound booth with like her high ponytail, but it's like always off center. Yeah. Like she can't quite ever get it right because she's Trixie. 
She has a kitten heel instead of boots. Just sort of off, you know? And then Brock is dancing just like you think yes. he would. It's, he's like a mix between Wreck-It Ralph and like a leprechaun finding gold. He's like, like he looked, moving his <laughs> arms like this. and He looked like he was either fighting off a possession or maybe he was like, or he had already been possessed like all of me. Like Lily Tomlin was inside of him trying to do a Lily Tomlin dance. He's like, no, I'm going to do an Aussie dance. No, not a Lily Tomlin dance. Aussie dance. Like some weird half Australian, half Lily Tomlin spectacle. So back at the house, Raquel's like, guys, I'm engaged. And Lala's like, I know. Do you think you're going to, like, bump peepees tonight? Because, like, when me and Rand got engaged, we were too fucked up to have sex. And Raquel's like, of course we're going to bump mm, tonight. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Raquel, she's talking like this. And then, of course, Sheena's like, um, my boobs are telling me to go home and like my daughter needs to eat soon. So I got to go because I have a daughter at home. <laughs> and Brock uh, mutters to Ariana. He's like, welcome to parent life. And Lala hears him and she's she tells us, welcome to parent life. You have other children you haven't seen in four years. You're not getting any dad awards. Okay. Yeah, and then the Lala. First of all, Lala weighing in on this. I I'm okay with other people weighing in on this, but I don't want to hear Lala weigh in in on this. Lala, who has spent so much energy saying like, you know, you guys don't even know our relationship. You don't know our relationship. You cannot judge. You're not in our relationship. You know, she's sort of given that energy, and then she's totally doing it. Okay, it's one thing if we do it because we have a very good track record of making wild, you know accusations and assumptions about people on tv that we don't know but we but lala i don't feel like lala has a leg to stand on with this and i'm by leg i mean a chicken leg of which randall has just well, didn't two. she didn't didn't rand leave his wife and children for lala yes, yes. Mm. okay talk about father of the year so then oh, yeah. lala of course, i mean he's still in america and sees his kids so it's not like exactly the same thing but you're right there's not many legs to stand on with this one yeah and then so, of course lala lala can't let sheena be the only one to be like i have a baby at home so lala says you guys i'm gonna go and feed my baby i have a baby at home can you believe i have a baby at home i'm a mama i'm a mom i'm a, mama. Too. I'm a mom too mama so yeah. she leaves and then the schwartzes sit down for more actors studio about how great the party was and schwartz is like that was just so perfect i mean it was amazing tom baba it was amazing and he's like yeah because i felt like if you're gonna propose to raquel we have to do it like amazing <laughs> i mean you know amazing fireworks like there has to be a show dude <laughs> And, and he says that it costs twenty five thousand dollars. And Schwartz is like, "Oh, we were opening a bar, trying to open a bar. We don't even have financing yet. Like that's that's a significant chunk of change. Like, oh man." And Sandoval's like, "Dude, I don't know how to do tiny, dude. Sorry." And so he Sandoval does explain that he and James did split the twenty five thousand um, dollars, which is still ridiculous. And he says that nothing brings him more joy than helping a friend accomplish a dream. So there it is. Text him. <laughs> like every friend he has is texting him right now. Like, Carvel hey, cake. You know what? I've always dreamt of of going on a boat. <laughs> um, so then Schwartz is like, dude, what I saw tonight, I'm like so impressed. Like, you can name the bar. You can name the bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically he's like, Yeah, name the bar. So that way I can blame this all on you and not take any heat from my wife Dradi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he's basically like, I mean, I know everyone's going to say I'm caving, but, like, I hope you know, like, like I'm not caving. And Sandoval's like, dude, I hope you don't feel like caving. I hope you, 
realize you're a cave implies that you once actually had enough strength to hold up a ceiling and you've always just been just a pile of rocks. So dude, don't feel bad. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So in the morning everybody's getting up and leaving cleaning and leaving and stuff. And um James is running around the interview room screaming, Richella! And Katie is talking to Schwartz. So Katie and Schwartz wake up and she's like, Oh my god, I don't wanna open my eyes yet. And he's like, Wow, I'm just so impressed with Tom's follow-through. Like that was nuts. And she's like, I mean, all the stuff that Tom, like you and Tom have been working on, and he has time to plan a festival, like that's pretty good. He goes, yeah, he can name the bar a pretty way. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie, just, Katie tells us, like, what the fuck? Tom, you got Steamroll. And he goes, yeah, and he still wants me to name it. She still wants to name it Schwartz and Sandy's. And I can learn to love it. Look, I did it with you. <laughs> Poor Katie starts every day of her life having to groan about some dumb shit. That Tom has done. Yeah. You know? So Katie's like, oh my God, way to be assertive, Schwartz. He's like, don't be upset, Bubba. She's like, you took a huge leap forward and then you took like a huge leap back. He's like, no, actually, it's one step forward and two step <laughs> two steps back. It's just two steps back, not a leap. Yeah. It'll grow on you too, lady who doesn't know English very well. I'm like, now's not <laughs> the time to be correcting someone's <laughs> sayings. I love MC Scott Cat. So then um, Katie is like, the only thing I want to grow on me is the hair on my head and my fingernails and everything else. Stay the fuck away from me, especially the name Schwartz and Sandys. So they have to clean and get out of there. And uh, James and Raquel leave first, which I think is kind of funny. I guess because she had to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's so kind of funny. It's like the person who just had all of this money spent on them. <laughs> for this massive party. He's like, boy, gotta go. So everybody else cleans. And then um, back in LA, Vanderpump is driving with some kind of filter on her face. I've she looks like a piece of paper with two holes punched in it. Yeah, I've noticed that Bravo's been doing this because actually on Beverly Hills, I never mentioned this, but um, a few episodes ago, like some of the Dorit uh, interviews like clearly have some sort of like CGI face filtering to make their stars look better because... She literally looks like she's in a PS2 game. <laughs> it's like her head is almost detached from her body because there's so much filtering that like it has like a different lighting to it. It's sort of like floating around. <laughs> I'm like, what is Bravo doing to these women right now? Yeah, we got an advanced uh, screener through a friend. Sorry, not going to say who it is because we'll get in trouble. But we got to see an advanced screener and the reunion is terrifying. I mean, when you've watched the reunion how bravo's airing it and then you watch the before the effects come on it's like whoa 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 it's not even age shaming it's just shocking to your you know it's like trying to put two realities together trying to make re make it make sense make it make yeah. sense it's like I'm snapchat filters that's the thing because bravo basically used snapchat filters so yeah at least <laughs> lisa someone's gonna be like a deer just gonna have like little deer ears <laughs> Everyone's just gonna be smiley faces. Um, yeah. So that yeah. one where your eyes are really big and your mouth is really small. <laughs> That's a good impersonation of that. So, um, so now Lisa's in her car. She's like, "Hello, Mister Kennedy," because he calls up on the phone. He's, "Hi, Lisa. How goes it? Oh, it was absolutely magical. Everything went to plan. Magic, did you say?" And she like pulls out a rabbit. 
I'm on a flying bicycle at the moment, so <laughs> I understand magic. Now, listen, what was the ring like? I need the details. And he's like, oh, I got, got, got Tiffany, Tiffany, got from Tiffany. She goes, which Tiffany? The one on Rodeo Drive. <laughs> so she can sense that he's just completely lying. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got my friend from, I got the diamond from my friend, who's actually a diamond dealer downtown. I got it through him. So you got it, Kyle Chan. Chan. Yes. Kyle Chan is not Tiffany. And Selisa goes, so you didn't get it from Tiffany? He goes, no, no, no. I got a, I got a Tiffany diamond. It just, I never said I got it from Tiffany. I got it from someone who listens to Tiffany. Okay. And she's, I, I, I don't understand. I, I'm trying to have a broken bird moment for you, but I can't have it if you're lying to me. Listen here, knockoff bird. <laughs> I can't have a Tiffany ring in a fake Tiffany box. All right. <laughs> Poor guy's given away more rings than Neil Lane. How does Kyle make a profit? <laughs> I don't know. He has he has definitely done a lot of he's really hitched himself onto a strange ride with this show. So so yeah. J- James is like, well, I think I did a pretty good job of it. And like the whole gang was there. And the only person that wasn't there was Max, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I wanted him to be there, but I also knew like fat people don't do well in the desert, if you know what I'm saying, Lisa. You know what I'm saying? What a fat fuck your son is. He's also one of the only ones who actually shows up to work ever. Yes. She's like, well, I don't know how ready Max is to reestablish your relationship. You know that. It was pretty tense, James. Pretty tense. And he's like, well, don't cut me out of Max's life quite yet, Lisa. I've got some tricks up my sleeve. And Lisa said. Tricks, did you say? (laughs) Ooh, illusions. I'm pulling scarves out of my earlobes as you speak. Go ahead. (laughs) So Lisa says. Max doesn't want to hear it. He is done. But I think James needs Max in his life. I'm like, Lisa, you're standing up for the wrong person in this situation. That is your son. Why? Like, James can find someone else, okay? He can find someone else. So James is telling her that he's going to go have dinner with his family and Raquel's family. Mm-hmm. And Vanderpump asks if they get along. And he's like, well, Sister Kate is the top cookie. She asks me questions. Lots and lots of questions. She's like, well, of course. You haven't portrayed yourself as a prince charming in the past. Darling, try to behave yourself. <laughs> as like glitter falls from the ceiling and whatever the, whatever the filter is. So then we go to Katie and Tom's house. And they're reading... Uh, fertility questions because they've been, you know, Katie's talking about how, you know, how they've been trying to have a baby and everything. And basically, Schwartz has to jerk off into a cup and bring the specimen to the lab or the doctor or whatever. And um, in order to do this, he said that he's invited Sandoval to come over to help him transport the goods because he was worried about getting himself to the doctor. I'm like, we joke a lot about how useless Schwartz is, but this is actually like true uselessness. I mean, it's just, just get a... He's really just leaned into it. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm a useless piece of shit. I'm never even going to make an effort to do anything right. Yeah, he's just not even going to do it. He's not even going to call an Uber at this point. So Katie, of course, is annoyed because Sandoval is 100% present 100% of the time. <laughs> so I guess where else he's going to be present? His restaurant <laughs> that he owns that you're trying to get into. How yeah. are you thinking? Yeah, exactly. So um, he's like, please don't tell anybody about my semen, babe. So then we go to Lala and Rand's house. And Lala has so many books. Like, Lala really is a reader. Unfortunately, they're all her book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just stacks. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, so um, uh, two ladies come over to train them and do Bridget that and Bravo special, that exercise thing where you just put on some outfit and it shocks you until you feel like you got to poop yourself. I really want to do that one, but I'm also afraid it might have some strange side effect that no one knows about, like with the cool sculpting, how it turns out that like you might get a Linda Evangelista situation where you develop kind of like bars of butter in your skin. <laughs> so... I'm like a little nervous, but I also love the idea of just like zapping, zapping away, getting into shape by via electrocution. Yeah. Well, you know, there are side effects to regular working out, too. I mean, it turns your body hard. Disgusting. Yes. So then um, Lala is like having a baby means that your body is no longer yours. Ocean is attached to me 24 seven. It's hard not to feel like some sort of farm animal. Oh my God, I never knew that. I never knew that's what it felt like to be a new mom. I'm, I'm so glad that she finally articulated that for all of America. <laughs> wow, what an original, original thought there. So oh. Katie comes over and she's all nervous because these two girls have like, they're like, hi, who's ready to work out? Okay, so I'm ready to work out. Okay, cool. Here is a giant <laughs> electricity generator and we're just going to zap you on that. <laughs> it's just one of those things where Katie, Katie's looking at basically C-3PO over there and it's like, uh, what is happening here? Yeah, so they're both like, oh my God, I got to poop. I got to pee. I got to pee and poop. I got to poop and pee. I'm going to poop. And then um, they leave. And so they start talking about the real stuff. When are you going to the doctor? And Katie's like, well, Tom and I are going to test my levels. Like when we were trying, I was like, oh, my God, I have a feeling it might be this month. But then it was like five to month, five months of back to back with that. And it's depressing. Yeah. And she felt really powerless about it and everything. And um, Lala's asking if Schwartz is, is like... Like, we can't tell if Schwartz would be nervous or excited, and Katie thinks that he'll be nervous or whatever. And then she tells Lala that, um, this that had like Sandoval is coming over to help uh Schwartz with his sperm sample. And then we go over to Schwartz and Sandoval, and uh, Sandoval shows up and he's got like a little he made like a little basket of like uh, various accessories one might need for jerking off, which again, like, you have to really think about like Sandoval. I appreciate you making dreams come true for your friends. But again, Carvel cake, just bring a Carvel cake. I think a Carvel cake is good in any situation. Yeah, he's, but you know, he's having an episode without costumes. So he's bringing props, 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 right? props comedy. So today. he's got a soft towel, some astral glide. He's like, I know you, I was going to bring heated, but I know you like a cold HJ. He's like, I do like a cold HJ. <laughs> Which is so fitting that he married Katie, because you know that's a cold HJ. Oh, I thought he meant going to Howard Johnson's. He likes a cold Howard Johnson's. Um, so, uh, yeah, he got him. Cold he got him. HJ, another missed restaurant name, actually. Now <laughs> <I think of> it. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, yeah, so he got him. A, Sandoval got him a, a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina. He got him all these things, and including a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle. He goes, oh. I need that one back. That's a borrow, by the way. That you know, that that's on loan. <laughs> I I love the idea of like a loaner Gwyneth Paltrow but candle. Are those things expensive? Sandoval? They must be. I don't know. Sandoval is clutch. He always comes through for me. Wait, comes for me. Wait, comes in me. <laughs> he comes for me, and I come for him. Damn it! <laughs> He's really so, helping me pull this off. Damn it! <laughs> uh, so um. So, yeah, so then it's like we're seeing minutes go by, two minutes, six minutes, 11 minutes. And then uh, 
And then Schwartz is like, oh, as much as I'm regretting inviting Sandoval here, the vagina candle is a nice touch. Oh. And so then 16 minutes <laughs> later, he comes out looking pretty spent with his, spe- oh. with his specimen. It's a great so moment for TV, up. basically. A great moment for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we're spending our life like Katie is spending her life now, just waiting for Schwartz to come <laughs> at some point. <laughs> so Katie and Lala are together still, and Katie's like, so how was your play day with Sheena? And she's like, oh my god, so cute. When we got into the discussion like about Brock, because you know Brock has two kids, it got kind of weird. That got kind of weird. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I could tell Sheena got strange. Like, he hasn't spoken to his kids in four years. Yeah, like nothing. And like, I can't help but think about Sheena. Like, if you guys don't work out, you run the risk of him being done with both of you. I'm like, Lala, you realize the relationship that you're in right now and that you're having fake breakups with? You realize you're with Rand. You know you know what happened to Rand's last family, right? <laughs> yeah, and I like that she points that out a little later in the episode. At least there's some self-awareness there, you know? Yeah. But um, she's like, this is a pattern for Sheena. I'm like, have you watched the opening of this show? <laughs> Sheena still can't carry a drink without spilling it all over the damn place. Yeah, she goes, she ignores every sign. And now that I am a mom, I look at things very different. Okay, I am worried for Summer Moon because Summer Moon's dad has a tendency to kick the woman and the children to the curb. Okay. And Lala's like, guys, the stakes... Oh, she tells Katie. She's like, Katie, the stakes are much higher once you have a baby. Like, in that way, like, you can only understand if you're a mother. Which is just kind of showing who Lala is. Like, right after she's... Right after Katie's talking about fertility issues. Lala's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. It's it's different for me, because, you know, I'm a mom. Katie's like, "Mm mm-hmm. You fucking Katie, a baby Ruth doesn't count. (laughs) Katie's just sitting there like, is the PJ really <laughs> worth this? Like, I've gotten to go to Vegas two times on that fucking thing. Do I still have to be nice to this bitch? That's exactly right. Katie, Katie, release yourself from this hell, please. So I'm um, not trying to scare you away if you're looking back and trying to stare. Oh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you stupid fucking driver! Oh god, Raquel, I'm sorry I had to see that. God, fucking drivers! Am I right, everyone? Am I right? This is Raquel and Raquel and James in a car on the highway or the streets. Yeah, so he's yelling at a driver and he's like, Okay, Raquel, you have the gift for Max, alright? So just give it to Max and let him know that I'm thinking of him and I miss him. You know how to say it. You know, just say it in your way. Let him know that I'm done disrespecting and I'm working on my anger issues. And it's like 22 seconds ago. <laughs> just fucking go then, you fat fuck! Ra- Raquel, I just want you to say these things. Listen, just think of it like... Like, 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 like you're, you know, like you're toasting him, like you're cheersing him. She's like, oh, why are you doing this to me? Why are you making me say things to people on the spot? This is my nightmare. I know. He's like, stand up at the table and clink a glass and then tell him I'm trying to extend this olive branch. And, until, you know, look, until I clear things up with him, I'm going to feel like there's this elephant in my world. I mean, he's still an elephant if he likes me, but at least he's an elephant that can get me paychecks. Right? I don't want a sad elephant that makes me poor. I want, I want a happy elephant who's going to pay for the pre-workout pills. 
So he says, you know, you know, I've said sorry to Max countless times and I don't get to say it again without, without a gesture that says, listen, I fucked up. So it clicked. I got Max and Oculus too, okay? It's virtual reality, which is what we all live in. You know what I'm saying? So like, what's not to love about virtual reality? What's not to love about a big clunky gaming system that only has a few games? Am I right? Am I right? And Raquel's like, well, I'm really excited to show Lisa my ring. And he's like, well, be careful walking around with pl- with plates and stuff. You'll ding it. One wrong move and boom, it'll be dinged. Do not ding the ring. The, de- the ring is too nice to ding, right? <laughs> the ring didn't mean a ding, okay? You know, it's very difficult. It's made of Play-Doh. So uh, she's like, but isn't it supposed to be the strongest things? It's such, a, it's such an expensive ring, okay? Okay, you're, like you're not meant to ding it. I, I will get so pissed off, Raquel. I don't think you should be wearing it to work. It's kind of ridiculous. Don't wear a ring to work. Okay, here's what you wear to work, okay? I'll tell you what you wear to work. A napkin. Put a napkin around your finger and that'll be your ring, okay, Raquel? Because that we can wipe up spills too, okay? Ring can't wipe up spills, Raquel. And she's like, but isn't? Isn't diamonds supposed to be the strongest thing? And he's like, no, it's too expensive, not meant to be a ding. I swear, I'm going to get pissed. And she's like, but I want to show it to Lisa. And he's like, well, this is the last time you're going to wear it to work. Did Joe Gorga make this ring with some materials he stole from Home like from Home Depot? Like, what I, the hell? Where's this is ring this? from with your fake Tiffany box? Yeah, what I don't is know that this? I'm falling for this. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, she's like, what is the point of having a gorgeous Tiffany ring if you can't show it at work and make everyone a little jelly? Oh, honey, you're marrying James. Yeah. Nobody is jealous. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, maybe the Tiffany part, but. <laughs> so then let's go to Tom Tom. Uh, the Toms come in to meet Vanderpump and. Well, hello, uh, boys. Yes, she comes in, and then um, she, she sits down, and Richardson is like, Lisa, do you want some tea? And she's like, oh, Richardson knows all my needs, yes. And then, like, a string of, it's like, JoJo and Logan, all these waiters come to bring her her tea. <laughs> I was like, wow, they really, they really don't have anything to do in there right now, do they? So she's like, how was the weekend? And Sandoval's like, well, like, it was amazing. Like, it took a lot of organization. There were, like, professional fireworks. It was pro, bro. (laughs) And Schwartz is like, I really think you're underselling the fireworks. (laughs) Oh, uh, well, I wondered if there'd be some sort of explosion there. And Sandoval says, well, uh, speaking of which, uh, Schwartz has been seeing some sort of fertility doctor. And so then Schwartz pulls out like a little little thing and he's like, oh, let me show you this. We did good, didn't I? Look at my specimen. Look at my specimen. Which... (laughs) By the way, we, it's like so obvious that it's not semen because it's like <laughs> it's like blatantly obviously either yogurt or like paste, right? Of some sort. Yeah, and she's like, "Ew, gross!" And he's like, "I'm just kidding. It's just yogurt." Well, that doesn't look like sperm. I'm a bit of an expert, darling. I do work in West Hollywood <laughs> with a bathroom that closes and locks. <laughs> All right. Darling. The original name for Sir was Spermy Unique Restaurant. Oh, uh, so they're talking, uh, she's making, she's like, wait a minute, you were with him while he produced a sperm sample. So when he produced your sperm sample, you weren't with your wife, you were with your partner. What I need from you is to stop jerking around and stop jerking off because we need to start work, you know. And then she gets up and leaves. I was like, well, so much for starting work. 
I was like, okay. She met them. Yeah. She's like, I've already cut my flowers for the day. It was exhausting, darling. All right. Now, if anyone is in need of a storyline, please apologize to Max. It's going to be a ratings grabber. I'm telling you. <laughs> so then we go to Carol Bambini, which is like a baby store, of course. And Lala is there. Sheena's already there. And Lala walks in. She's like, hey, Sheesh, this place is cute. And Sheena goes, yeah, like, I need to find, like, an outfit because, like, like, you know, Summer Moon has already worn this outfit. And, like, once you post a baby on Instagram, you can't wear it again. It's like, Summer Moon is verified on Instagram. Um, well, like, she'll never wear the same outfit on Insta twice. Like, she's already got 100,000 followers, all right? Like, she passed up her dad before she was even born. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that made me so sad for so many different reasons. Commercials, here comes one right now. So Lala's like, I'm the mom who's like covered in something at all times, which is funny because we've actually not seen any evidence of that whatsoever, but we have seen a night nurse. And um, she's like, yeah, because like the other day I was like changing the diaper and then like Ocean, like projectile pooped all over it was like on the walls it was everywhere it was literally like the box office performance of one of Rand's movies okay just shit everywhere just shit the bed am i right everyone and she's like i've had worse stuff squirted at me which i totally believe was that in the book because i'll read that <laughs> things that have been like if you're gonna be me. honest <laughs> yeah if you're gonna be, if this is an honest book i'll read it um did lala say when she was telling sheena about the poop did she say well, like the one blowout she had, I lifted her legs and projectiles. She didn't get her baby a blowout yet, right? You never <laughs> uh, know on this probably, show. Probably, actually. Sheena's talking about getting her baby coffin nails. Like, yeah. I don't know what's ha- I don't know I, what's real and what's not on I'm this show. pretty sure that Ocean has, like, extensions at this point. I'm not sure. By the way, mm-hmm. I am having a, I am having such a hard time keeping their names straight. Between Summer Moon and Oceans, like all these <laughs> nature-specific names are really, really doing a number on my brain. And you live in L.A. Yeah. So Lala's like, well, I have to ask you. And you know, it's important because now you have a baby. And also, I have a baby. So, like, it's a, it's more important now to ask questions. You know why? Because we have babies. At home. So let's we talk have a about baby babies. at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, um... So, like, Shishu, like, excuse you, like, how did you find out he had two kids that he hadn't seen in four years? And she's like, um, oh, my God. And Sheena's face just falls because she's like, oh, great. So this bitch is going to make this a story in line. Awesome. Can I have one fucking season? Yes. <laughs> she's like, well, the day the day we met, he told me he had two kids and had a picture on his phone. And, you know, that's how I knew. And Lala goes, and it didn't like and like nothing in you is like it's strange that he hasn't seen your kids she goes well he was like very open about the situation and um lala says i don't care if your dude looks like aquaman i don't care if it's jason Momoa himself but when a dude tells you he hasn't seen his kid in four years that's not when you go okay you're the one to have my baby daddy be my baby to be my baby daddy yeah (laughs) so lala's like i mean so what's the reasoning that he hasn't seen them in four years and it's like well he wanted to like come to america and make a better life for his family and like have a better life and provide for his family like she wasn't supportive of him coming over here and like so she decided to cut him off (laughs) uh then why did he go over there like yeah yeah exactly so uh lala said (laughs) <laughs> Lala's like, Sheena, 
I don't want you to be stupid, which is so adorable that she thinks it's still there's still time to stop that from happening. <laughs> like it's a choice. <laughs> it's like you're 10 years too late on that front. It's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> so Lala, Lala says, Randall and I were also in a, we're in a very different situation and I don't think he would do it to me. But then again, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, that's good right. because you're currently in the middle of a fake scandal about it. Yeah, and she's like, I mean, I've seen women who have said their dudes would never leave them, and then they're left on their ass. Like, dude, why wasn't I smarter? (laughs) And she says, people can change, but I'm also not going to turn a blind eye and be a dummy about it. And Sheena's like, yeah, but all I can say is, like, he's an amazing dad, and I didn't see him doing anything ever to fuck this up, okay? Like, he's never going to fuck it up, okay? No, I know my track record is doesn't help the situation, but like Lala doesn't even know Brock at all. Okay, she doesn't even see how great Brock is. Okay, but she just sees like Brock, like she just sees another guy that I'm dating who wants is just gonna leave me like everyone else does. But you know what though, like, like guess what, Lala? You know what? Like it's not for lack of trying. Like it's really hard. We're worlds apart, and like he does think about them every day. He like literally drinks out of a coffee mug that has their pictures on them. Okay, like he went to Zazzle and he made a mouse pad. With their pictures. Like, you want a Zazzle for it, okay? He drinks out of a coffee mug with their picture on it. Like, he stole a background picture on his computer. He um, made a okay. magnet. He made a magnet on Cafe Press that has some of their names on it, okay? He thinks about them a lot. Yeah, this is so sad. Because, like, yeah, look, maybe he's a very nice person and everything. I'm sure he's nice, but he still made the choice to leave his fucking kids so he can go to Hollywood. I mean, that's another thing. It's not like he said, guess what? I'm going to go to, like, Encinitas. It's like something. Well, maybe he did. He, his gym's he might are in San Diego. I feel like right? Encinitas. So let's are, say, are his, wait, his yeah. kids are in San Diego? No, no. Oh, oh, he's in, he's in San his Diego. His personal training things were in San Diego. I don't know. It's not like he's, like, just coming to America to to get a job he's coming to hollywood that's like another very specific (laughs) thing like leaving your kids is one thing but leaving them to go to hollywood that's a real fuck you to your kids yeah it's definitely um (laughs) it's very admirable the way they're framing it that he came to start a new life in america uh, as opposed to like australia where there's nothing going on but ultimately it's like you still did leave your kids um so and australia's amazing i've seen real housewives of melbourne yeah don't try and trick me yeah. okay it's a beautiful so, place yeah he could have gone uh he could have been like a uh a paralegal at gina's law firm how about that you know and he could have been he could be wearing he could be learning certain things like oh, i said to that cancer get out of my body right this instant how's that gina you need some significant work. ass here. <laughs> uh, so, shorty, you're a bitch. You never get sheaf. You never want to leave because she's fallen sheaf. Love sheaf. It's <laughs> a new song. New trick. Uh, so, James, James and Raquel are picking out shirts to wear to this family thing. And she's like, I'm so excited our families are getting together. And he's like, I oh, know, I'm so nervous. Like, you and my mom have gotten so much closer, and that's why I'm excited, because Kate's going to be there today, and she's going to be able to see so much self-work and progress. You know what I mean? You <laughs> know what I mean? And then Raquel's like, it means so much to me to have our families come together, because families are forever, and we're going to create a family one day, and we're going to have ice cream socials whenever we want them. Raquel, quiet, Raquel, okay? I'm trying. I'm in the middle of talking about how I'm over my anger issues, okay? Be quiet. 
And she's like, my family has known James for four years now, and they've met drunk James, and they've met angry James, and it's nerve-wracking to me because I don't know which James is going to show up. <laughs> well, if either of those James are part of the package, maybe no James should show up. So then they go to this restaurant, and James is on his best behavior where he's like, Whoa! It's so beautiful here. What a beautiful. I'm just a good little boy. A good little boy looking at a beautiful restaurant. It's so beautiful. I'm so charming. Oh. So then um, Kate and um, the man, her man, Greg, Greg, come in. And Raquel's like, Kate and I weren't always close. Okay, so should we get a story from Raquel? I'm trying to make it make sense to me. Yes. I'm having that kind of a day. It was So tricky. we didn't have a lot in common because I was adopted at birth. My biological mom, Susan gave birth to Kate before me, and then Susan accidentally got pregnant again right around the time my Aunt Laura was trying to conceive, so Susan was generous enough to offer to have me for my aunt. And then, but then how did Raquel, I don't know, was Raquel raised by her aunt? Was was Raquel's mom from a few seasons ago, was that Susan? I'm, a, I'm I am a little confused. I get the sense that Susan raised Kate, but not Raquel. I'm con- it sounds like Kate was not always in Raquel's life when she says that Kate wants to be a big sister role. It's sort of, you would think, isn't she already a big sister role? So I think that like maybe Kate was not part of Raquel's life until recently. There's some just some pieces missing. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't understand. Like if maybe the mom passed away and so the aunt was raising her. Because if she had if she was- Susan for the, if she had Kate, if Susan gave birth to Kate for her but if, aunt. If- if Kate is if, if Kate this is like a great SAT question. If Kate if Kate is Raquel's aunt and and yeah. Susan gave Raquel to Kate, that means yeah. that Kate adopted Raquel. So does not actually make Kate Raquel's mom. So is her mom, her aunt and her and her biological mom, her aunt aunt friend. I don't know. I, I'm so confused. I don't know, but if anybody can link it, just explain cuz I'm not even ragging on it. I just want to know. Yeah, I'm I just am curious. Um, so then the next question comes in. Why did they hire Marsha Gay Harden to, to do Jacqueline on <laughs> Vanderpump Rules? It freaks me out every time I see James's mother. It's Marsha Gay Harden. It really is. And she comes in and now she her whole bit this season is that she's just going to be you know happy and supportive no matter what, right? She's pulling a James, right? I feel like that whole family got together and was like, we're going to be likable this year on Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They're like parting with their armpits. And then they come out of the house and like, hello, I love trees and delicious entrees. I feel bad, though, because I feel like his, his brother Dylan got the wrong memo. and was like, okay, so this year's plan is that we're going to dress up like Dwight Yoakam, right? Is that the plan? So, <laughs> yeah, the brothers have always been nice, I guess. So they're just, they're like, listen, we're just going to wear the same thing every day. You guys do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, we just, we're just here for the free, free whimsically named food. So, right. um, uh, so they all sit down and, um, uh, James is talking about, he's, he's just like talking about the ring. Is Bueller, is Bueller here yet? Oh, there he is. Yeah. He's, he's behind me. He was just scratching the couch. Well, cause we, we how... promised Bueller and I was like, I hadn't, has Bueller been there all that time? Yeah. I think he's been behind my head the whole time. Oh, okay. There we go. There's the Bueller shot. We promise. He the likes Bueller to get shot. right behind me so he can be super guilt giving. Like oh, I'm just right behind you this whole time. You don't even see me. 
<laughs> so um, James is saying how things are better with his mom, and then he's talking about the ring, and he's like, he's he's saying he's like very nervous about the ring, and Jacqueline's like, "Honey, when you wash your hands, don't even take it off. Don't take it off. Don't take it off. Just you don't even have to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Raquel." Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm nervous when she's at work. You know, better not take it off in public bathrooms. And their brother's like, you know what you could do? You could get another ring and put it in front of that ring and it'll kind of hold it on there. And James <laughs> says, I-, I wanted to get a replica made in case, you know, we go out, out, you know, somewhere out, out. And his mom goes, that is so smart. So smart, James. James. What a, what a brilliant son. And I can't believe... How lucky are you to have a supportive mother like me? Wow, James. So smart. So smart. And then Jacqueline makes the whole, um, I'm a good mother because I compliment my son's ordering move. So James is like, oh, I'd like the Japanese curry fries. She goes, that sounds so So good. good. Really good. And then I'd like the fried chicken and the waffle. That sounds amazing, James. <laughs> this place was hilarious. Normally, we, you know, there's so much Bravo ordering that we just don't even talk about it anymore. But I have to say, I cracked up when the waitress came by and Kate goes, hi, yeah, I'll have the Brussels hustle, please. <laughs> and then Raquel is like, may I please have the strawberry fields forever salad? <laughs> I know the mom just kind of laughs at her. She's like, that's cute. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, and then I'll also have like Brussels sprouts. And the mom's just like, you mm. won't be getting any food compliments. That's a subtle dig, bitch. Okay. Yeah. So then Raquel talks about how she saw Lisa the other day. So we we didn't even get to see the scene that they were driving to. And uh, uh, Lisa's like, oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. And then she, um, uh, she then we then she talks about how she gave the Oculus to Max. So we see a flashback of Max receiving the gift and everything and uh and all that. And yeah, basic- so he delivers the gift and um Max is like, whatever. So he has there's a card written, so he reads that and he just laughs and he's like, Yeah, not sure about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells Raquel, You might be making a mistake, but I guess we'll see. And she's like, but he's so remorseful. So then Kate's like, what are you guys talking about? And James is like, well, what happened was I went to dinner with Max and it got heated. And I said some things that were out of line and it just escalated. <laughs> and he's laughing and he's like, yeah. yeah, you know, like something that didn't sit right. I dipped my fingers in my water and I was like, wake up. <laughs> and he keeps telling this story like it's the most hilarious thing ever, but no one ever laughs. Yeah. Everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And Kate goes, she has the perfect response. She goes, so you can cause issues sober or drunk. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> so James is like, well, you know what? I called him a fat fuck. And this is why you don't have a girlfriend. And I said, I just said, fuck you, you know? And things just escalated. And Jacqueline goes, you know, people are allowed to get mad. They're allowed to have their feelings. Like, not everybody's perfect. No, Jacqueline, your son is being a dipshit. And you got to tell him. You got to tell him he's being a dipshit. Because everyone's allowed to have their feelings. But whether but you act on them Kristen's or not. credit card? Yes. <laughs> like, like, I don't think the mom. I mean, I think, you know, it's like the apple on the tree. You know, the apple sitting next to the tree it fell off of or whatever. But also, why does James come in here? He knows that Kate hates his guts mm-hmm. and is going to be super judgy. So then why would he tell her this story? It's so bizarre. He has an addiction because he knows look down on and lectured, I think. He knows she's going to hear it. So he wants to control the narrative, I think. So um, Raquel is like, well, Max said that James misses him. I, 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 I 
told Max that James misses him and Raquel, I mean, Jacqueline's like, oh, good. You know, you're on the right track, sweetie. You're on the right track. I actually think you should sprinkle more water on your friends' faces because that shows you really love them. You know, you're feeling your emotions. I mean, guys, would someone that's not on the right track order chicken and waffles? That was so good. That was good, honey. Sounds amazing. You're so smart. And Kate goes, well, why did you, why did you, like, to Raquel, like, why did you have to be the one to give them the gift? And she's like, well, they haven't been talking and yeah i've been blocked on everything i can't even talk to him if i if i tried i tried to even look him up on fatfucks.com he wasn't even there okay he's blocked me everywhere and kate's like well i just don't want to see you in a situation where you have to fix his problems and she's like but i never thought she's telling us she's like i never thought i was trying to fix this situation at all i just figured i would help out my fiance but kate hasn't always been supportive because of his drinking but she's my big sister, so... Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, this could affect my sister, so you need to think about yourselves as one. And he's like, oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. And Kate's like, and unfortunately, there will be a time where somebody does not accept the gift, okay? Which is true, and it's nice to have a voice of reason on this show. (laughs) It's like, actually, I planned for that, which is why I shoplifted it at Best Buy and left a little alarm tag on it, all right? (laughs) I'm actually counting on him taking it back. So then we got um, we got a, 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 a Trixie song that I actually felt like was pretty well articulated. Because she went back to just like simple lyrics. And she goes, ooh, we're on fire. Ooh, we're yes. on fire. We're on Trixie's fire. Back to form. On fire, on fire, on fire, on fire. And they're like, Rick, fire. Trixie, we need an end. So she goes, won't try. <laughs> <laughs> on fire, won't try. <laughs> Yeah. So Tom is training people on drinks and Richardson's like, we need to get more creative and learn how to use more rocks glasses. Because <laughs> that restaurant has like all these different <laughs> kinds of glasses to make a hundred different drinks. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Rocks glasses. That was a great pre-scene. Okay. <laughs> hey, ladies. And Katie and Ariana come and Vanderpump's there. And um, Schwartz is pretending to do something. Make a Manhattan. Yeah. He's like, I've never. And, it's been so uh, long since so I made a goes, Manhattan. Uh, they go sit down, and Vanderpump, who was just with Tom, goes, God, it's so good to be back here. Ariana, will you go tell Tom to change the music, please? <laughs> yeah, just bossing off, <laughs> bossing her off. So then um, Lisa's talking to Katie. She's alone with Katie, and she goes, Well, I saw your husband today, and he's going to the fertility doctor. Are you serious about having a baby? Why is he going to the fertility doctor before you've even tried? Which is like, why would you even... like? <laughs> Why would you even say that, Lisa Vanderpump? <laughs> like, of course, like, <laughs> what a crazy assumption to make. <laughs> I think that was one of those, like, this is what it has to get across in the scene. I need to talk, ask her about fertility. But she went about it and like, what? Yeah. Who says that to someone who says, I went to the fertility doctor? You think anyone goes to the fertility doctor for fun? Like, hey, I want to <laughs> get pregnant. Let's go there first. <laughs> yeah, first stop. Let's go spend thousands of dollars at the fertility doctor. So she's like, but we did try. and But it wasn't successful. And she starts crying. And Lisa's and like, like, bottom oh, lip. <laughs> Lisa's bottom lip comes out. That's that what... must have been very difficult. Keep it going. Can we get Max out here to say something to us <laughs> so they get an argument? The audience will love it. Keep crying, darling. Oh, Katie, you oh. couldn't get pregnant. Oh, dear. Oh, hold on one second. Let me... 
Open up my soul to receive a broken bird. Yes, I feel so good. A broken bird. Okay, let me break you some more. Did you try? Did you try hard? How did it make you feel? Were you sad? Do you want to cry Damn, about hold it? On, hold on one moment. Hold on one moment. Tom, I know that this is a vegan restaurant, but could you run out and grab some baby back ribs for tonight? <laughs> are, you, are you sad, darling? Look at you crying. <laughs> Stop. So Katie's like, well, it got progressively more and more difficult. She's like, ooh, yes, yes, yes. Give me more. Give me more. She goes, am I old? Is something wrong with me? Oh, it's so broken. It's so good. Just put it in my veins. It's so good. <laughs> um, and Katie's like, I mean, then you're thinking, like, is something wrong with me? I mean... It happens for Lala. She goes, you don't know how hard she tried. I mean, mounting Rand can't be easy, darling. It's got to take a lot of planning and <laughs> suction, you know, hand suction. It's like climbing a slippery, slippery, snow-covered mountain, darling. But a round mountain. If mountains were round, darling. And instead of ice, it's just chicken grease. Very slippery. <laughs> have you ever put... Have you ever slathered a water balloon in Vaseline, darling. That's what Lala went through. So, um, yeah, so she's just saying how it's become a chore, it's become a job, and, you know, and so Lisa says, well, just tell everyone that, you know, we're trying. We'll see what happens. It's going to be your turn. It will be your turn. Which I feel like, I understand Lisa's sentiment, but I also feel like that's just would make me more anxious if someone says, it'll be your turn. It'll be your turn. I'd be thinking to myself, like, is it my turn? Is it my turn? Is it my turn? I have friends who've, uh, there seem, honestly, there seem to be a lot of fertility problems lately. I know a lot of people who are going through it, who have gone through it. And I don't know if it's like something in the water or what, but, or if it's just me, maybe I know a lot of people who just happen to have the same problem, but <clears throat> it seems to be a big problem. And from talking to all of them, I have learned people do not know what the fuck to say to you that's right when yeah. you're going through fertility. Like, everyone says something stupid, you know? I've heard of so many things that people have said that are like, who who, who would say that, yeah. you know? But, like, do you think it's your, something that, like, your lifestyle, darling? Like, something that you've done in the past? Like, oh, yes, it's a fucking sin from smoking 10 years ago or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, like... I know that people cake. say a lot of stupid things to people who are trying. In other, I, that was a really long way to say it. Sorry. And I just so say Vanderpump get, is like I say, get a Carvel cake. You deserve a Carvel cake, and just take it from there. So Vanderpump's like, you know, talking to Katie is breaking my heart. Let's try again. So Katie to see Sheena, Lala, Stasi, Brittany. Even the Brazilian twerker over there might be pregnant. Are you pregnant, darling? <laughs> Told you. There was Told a possum you. out on the sidewalk. I think it was pregnant. It was on Shaza's sunset. It's going to be so difficult. And so Katie's crying. And um, Katie's like, but I've talked to women my age. And they're saying that everything's going to be okay. She's like, surely you'll be all right. I mean, I can't believe the Toms haven't had one together yet. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that your husband likes someone more than you. Okay, let's go on with the scene. So oh, then... Yeah. I've made Katie cry for 30 minutes straight. Someone can relieve me now. I've got flowers to cut, darling. <laughs> so Ken's just at the bar and someone's like, you want a Peroni at the table, boss? He's like, yes, yes, that'd be nice. I'll have a Peroni at the table. Oh, that would be great. Uh, 
fantastic. Thank you. So the Toms return to the table with Ariana and um, Vanderpump is Vanderpump leaves, right? Oh no! So she's like, let's talk. She, no, she now. she sort of like creates conflict and then it's like, bye. So yeah, so like, let's talk about this business. Surely you're going to have Katie involved, am I right? <laughs> All right, got to go. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> so Schwartz is like, yeah, well, Bubba agreed to train people, and I know sometimes, I know sometimes you're not the most sociable person so i appreciate you going outside your comfort zone which is so fucking rude to say to your wife like it's also like very gaslighting you know i mean i'm not saying that katie is sociable but like don't tell me i'm not sociable right (laughs) like that's it's so rude and he does this all the time and i'm not you know i hate sticking up for katie but i i cannot imagine dealing with that all the time i would be pissed well, it's so weird because then she says well i worked for my mother for years and years and there were never any issues Guys, you're on a show about working in a restaurant, Katie. Yeah. You've been working in this restaurant for years and years. Why are we pretending like none of that ever happened? Yeah, exactly. I get pretending like you don't work there anymore or whatever, but they're acting like Katie was hasn't been a waitress for years and years at Sir, right? So Katie's talks about growing up working for her mom, and she's like, you know, I learned the value of a dollar and what hard work gets you, and that's what I would love with Schwartz, to like have a family business. Then get off your lazy ass and start one. Okay, <laughs> that's what I say. Pucker and Powell. Go start a business with Revamp. Tom. Yeah. So then yeah. Lisa's like, oh, well, T- Sandoval says, well, you know what? A public undressing gives me massive anxiety. At which point Lisa's like, oh, this is getting complicated. And no one seems to be broken at the moment. So I'll be back in a second. Bye. Enjoy fighting. Sorry, I need to go to my office where I've got something called an oculus waiting for me. <laughs> really fantastic stuff. Vanderbump oculus. <laughs> oculus teeny. <laughs> She's so confused. She just gets up there, Ken's like bumping into walls with that thing on his head. Like, it's like trying to play tennis, just swiping at the sky. Next week on the opening credits, we'll just see Max flinging it in slow motion off to the wall. So um, Lisa, then Lisa goes, then she says that she goes, I hope I'm not provoking anything because I really don't mean to. But I want Kate to have something that she's invested in and I don't think it would harm the project at all. I hope I'm not <laughs> provoking anything and then she's just like cloud of smoke magic she's gone. Yeah, it just disappears into a cloud of smoke <laughs> so um sandoval's like katie like he's way too intense already he's like katie like tom yell face he's like at sheena's birthday party i'm told like how uninspired it is and it brings it you know like it just brings these things back up and he's like well you know tom never fully got over the whole incident at stassi's book signing yeah it was a full-blown incident of you were yelling at me you were like literally yelling at me in public in a restaurant in a Yelling at me in a restaurant. He's currently yelling at her in a restaurant. In a restaurant, exactly. Over nothing, like nothing's even happened. So Katie is like, Sandoval isn't really traumatized that I yelled at him once in 2019. He's scared about letting someone work at his bar that won't lie and say he's a genius. Well, yeah. Who the fuck wants someone in their restaurant? Like, you put together a restaurant, you build this career for yourself, and then you have fucking Katie there giving her input on every little thing? Hell no. Yeah. I I wouldn't either. But still, stop yelling at Katie in the restaurant. I mean, it's like, Katie, would you hire Kelly Catrone to work on Pucker and Pout? No, because she'd be saying how stupid it is the entire time. Of course, you know, like, you don't want, want like, a yes person, but you want someone that's, like, 
okay, I'll get that done person. And just to play devil's advocate, look, Tom is putting a lot of money into this restaurant, and that's half of Katie's money. So technically, if Ariana and Katie say they want to work, you know, they want a part of it, they are technically investing in the restaurant, too. Yeah, that's good. That's some good devil's advocacy, Ronnie. She could, she could, she could be like, you know, Tom, I don't, obviously, it's not going to work out with Santaval. So why don't you and I start our own thing? Why not? We could start a business together and have a family Mm -hmm. business and this and that. The problem with me or to me is that she's not doing that. She's wanting to come in on something that they're doing and putting all the work in. And then she just wants to pop in and be like, this is my restaurant too. I think that she wouldn't feel that way as much if Tom Schwartz had any sort of backbone. Cause I feel like if Tom, part of me almost feels like she needs to be there to sort of keep an eye on things because Tom Schwartz is going to be totally useless. Right. And so like if Tom Schwartz were, competent in any sort of way i think that she would actually kind of back off and just be like okay they got it i feel good that they've got something going and i can handle i'm gonna go back to legos right but um i think that there's actually a little bit more than i think it actually says more about schwartz than it does about sandoval yeah and schwartz plays them off of each other too right like he really does them against each other and all this so um then we see the clip of katie and stassi against tom at tom tom when they, <laughs> they don't the show stassi at party. all though <laughs> oh they don't no. how weird i just assumed that they did like I mean, it's in or my maybe i blocked stassi up, but i thought it was just katie that we saw but oh um she's like well you're ruining something that's supposed to be great for her because you can't handle her getting attention like you're jealous or something he's like are you serious right now <laughs> and katie says you know i know you think i'm entitled tom and i didn't cause that stuff with stassi those text messages you sent to stassi were insane one text message okay insane no insane coming from you you can send a text to fucking anybody and they better not question it but if i do one text message i get screamed at belittled and embarrassed in public you yell at me in my restaurant and she's like it was two years ago get the fuck over it and he's like um i've been with sheena before where we're like getting drinks and it's like literally two in the morning and it's like streams of bubbles from text messages out of nowhere i've seen it do you know how Jesus difficult Christ. that is? Her ringtone is literally her saying, Hi, text message. Do you know it's this over and over again? Hi, text message. Hi, text message. Hi, text message. I'm traumatized. Corner. 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 <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, he's living in the past. My God, man. All this happened a long time ago. Yeah. But Ariana's like, yeah, that was like six or seven years ago. He goes, it doesn't matter. And she says, yeah, I haven't heard of a Katie Rage text in years and years. And <laughs> Schwartz, Schwartz is like, like yeah, they're yeah, rare. <laughs> yeah. And Katie's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. So Ariana tells us, she's like, Tom, I know what Tom's trying to say. He's trying to say that his past experiences with her are coloring the way that he feels about working with her now. So just fucking say that. Right. And Ariana goes, uh, Tom, you're saying that you want to die on this hill. And he's like, no, I'm not trying to die on this hill. But you are dying. And I'm currently still on your shoulders. So you're going to have to let me off this ride before you tumble down this hill. Thanks. 
And he's like, I don't want, I don't have to worry about a place and think like, what does Katie think about the fucking name? Like, where does Katie fit into this? I have a reason to have an issue with you being involved because you have a tendency to feel entitled to your feelings. And I have receipts, Katie. So, you know, yes, they are from an Android phone from 2016, but they are still receipts. <laughs> Fuck you for making me feel like a fucking psychopath. And it's like, you're literally the one yelling right now. You're acting restaurant. like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> I mean, I actually, I I do actually get it in some way. Like, I do get that, like, 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 um, what Ariana said that he's just like, based on our previous relationship, I don't know if I want that going forward. And I understand his frustration. Like, why do I have to, like, now I have to have conversations with Katie. I've got to like cater to her and it's not even her business, you know? And like, and I don't want to have like this thing. Every time we make a decision, I don't want to have this thing in the back of my head. Like I get that. Cause I have some friends that are like that where I'm like, why am I considering this person? They're not involved in this, but they have somehow made me feel like they have to be consulted on this. So like, I get that. But that being said, he is really addressing it in, in like the most incorrect way. Like, it's just like totally like on level 10 and not the way I think you handle it. Yeah, just say, Katie, we don't like each other. I don't want you working at the bar. This is going to cause problems. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Um. So then um, Schwartz, let's see. So he's having a fit, right? So he gets up and he's like, I'm tired of being fucking cornered about this. And Ariana says, no one's cornering you. You're like cornering us and yelling at everyone here. <laughs> yes, you're cornering us. And so yeah. um, Schwartz is like, yeah, he keeps bringing it up. So then he like goes, he storms off and he smokes a cigarette in the back alley all angry. And, um, yeah, and Katie's like, I mean, he wants to sit there and put the blame on me. Like, that moment was all his fault. So it's also kind of proving his point that this is what it's going to be like. Just yes. Katie and Tom fucking fighting all the time. You know what I call it, Ronnie? A convenient narrative. <sighs> it surely is. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for us for today for Vanderpump Rules. What a Rules. fun time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget... Tickets on sale on Friday for our big tour. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. And all that Bravo gossip we talked about at the top of the hour, chances are we'll probably address some of it on Monday for Take a Seat, which is on Spotify Greenroom. So uh, be sure to download that app and sign up for free and come listen to us and join and participate because it's really fun. And that's that. That's that on that. Okay, everyone? Have a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you on the next episode, which I believe... Is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion? Sure is. Bye, everyone. Bye. Watch what crappins would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 Days of Summers. The incredible edible Matthew Sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo. 
Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.